This is the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the show for real estate investors, stock traders, and business owners. We help you keep more of what you earn and protect what you've built. Let's get started. Hey guys, Toby Mathis here, and today we're going to be talking about Bitcoin, the tax treatment, the good, the bad, and the ugly, whether you're a miner, whether you're staking, whether you're doing a soft fork, hard fork, no fork. No, we're going to get into all the nitty gritty. And I have attorney Preston Knight with me, who is a Bitcoiner, right? You uh, you actually are a miner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, thanks for having me, Toby. So that's right. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a holder, trader, miner, kind of wear all three of those hats. Some days are good. Some days aren't as good. Hey, at least you're making money right now. A little, little bit. A little, little bit. A little bit. Depending on what energy is doing, yep, right? Yep. It can it can be a good day or it could be a bad day. All right, let, let, let's dive into this. So we have, uh, I'm going to make little categories. So somebody who's a true believer in crypto and has miners. And by miners, I mean the rigs. They have rigs. They're paying kilowatts an hour and all that good stuff to run their rigs. And they're, and they're generating coin. And I'm just going to use Bitcoin as the example. So we're generating Bitcoin on an annual, uh, on a daily basis. What are they responsible for from a tax stamp? So I'll use an example of, uh, let's say it's you and you generated 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin and it cost you $25 in electricity. And then a week later, that, that $50 of Bitcoin is worth a hundred and you sell it. What are the tax implications of, of, of that little bit of a mess? So really there's two taxable events there. The first one is when you receive the Bitcoin payout part of your mining fees. So when you receive it, it's ordinary income. It's whatever the current value is of that. So in your example, you said $50. So I just had $50 of earned income. And this is, a, it's not a passive business. It's an active business. So it's $50 of active income. Now from that, you can take away your expenses. So your expense of $25 mm-hmm. uh, for the electricity. And you can also depreciate against that at the end of the year, whatever the cost for your mining equipment was. But let's just stick with the $25. Mm-hmm. So you have $25 in ordinary income. And then we have a cost basis of $50 for that amount of Bitcoin. We sell it a couple of weeks later for $100. And let's be honest, I'll take that all day, every day. The $50 is your um, capital gains. So, and if you sold it short term, short term capital gains, if you held it for more than a year, long term. So you just set a bunch of terms. I want to make sure people follow it. So if I work and I go and I dig ditches and somebody pays me to dig that ditch, that is ordinary income. If it's me doing the work, it's uh, it's called uh, material participation. It's uh, subject to employment taxes. So your old age, disability and survivors, your Medicare, Social Security, just call them employment taxes you get hit with. So if I'm doing this in my name and I'm digging ditches and I make a hundred bucks, I'm going to be paying federal income tax. I'm going to be paying, and it's, assume it's a hundred dollars net after all, I take all my deductions then I'm going to be getting hit with uh, my ordinary tax bracket plus my employment taxes. Is that how Bitcoin mining is taxed? Yeah. So the, the IRS looks at it just as if you were out there digging di- ditches or running your own construction company. So if you're doing it in your own name, that can run into some hobby issues and expenses. Um, as you've talked many times on your channel, expenses may or may not be able to be deductible. Um, but if, if you're doing it inside a, a a business structure, like for me, I'm doing it inside of an entity that I intend to be taxed as an S corporation to help reduce that mm-hmm. payroll tax burden. But yeah, it, it's the same as if you're out digging ditches or building skyscrapers or being an attorney. Yeah. So that's one half of it. And then the next half is now I have Bitcoin. And uh, this is the misnomers. A lot of people think that they can trade Bitcoin for things like cars <laughs> or services. 
and it's not taxable. But when when you do those, they treat that as a sale, right? Absolutely. And this is where a lot of people, I think, get into trouble is they'll have Bitcoin on a, on a wallet and they'll go buy a latte or they'll go buy a Ferrari, whatever they're buying. It's as if they're selling the Bitcoin at that moment in exchange for dollars. So at that exact moment, that's when you have that taxable event, the capital gains taxable event. Boom, all of a sudden you're getting hit and it's capital gains. That's So uh, for those of you guys who aren't familiar, capital gains are taxed at two levels. If it's short-term capital gains, meaning that you held the asset for less than a year, it's going to be taxed at your ordinary tax bracket. If you held it for more than a year, it's going to be taxed as long-term capital gains, which is 0, 15 or 20% plus our friend, the net investment income tax of uh, 3.8% plus your state tax, right? So it's going to be at a different level. If you hold on to it for at least a year, you get, you get some savings. Now let's say that you're pretty sophisticated. You have a, you have, you have coins in your wallet and, uh, uh, in your virtual wallet and you, and you stake and you say, I will stake transactions. What is staking and how is it taxed? Yeah. So staking is a new way of. A verification for the uh, the blockchain, and so Ethereum just recently changed to that proof of stake model. It's almost like buying a CD in a bank. You're putting your Ethereum into a holding pattern. You can't touch it, you can't move it, but you are earning interest on that. So that interest is still taxed as income. Um, it's not tax free. You're not getting extra Ethereum token for nothing. The IRS is going to look at it just like you're making interest income off of that because you've invested and it's being held. Uh, it's very, very similar to a CD. I think that's a great analogy. And if it's income, it's ordinary income, it's taxed at your tax bracket. So again, if, you, if you're running this through an entity, so in your case, an S-corp, S-corps flow down to the shareholder's tax bracket. But if, as long as you pay yourself a reasonable salary, those profits won't be subject to employment taxes, self-employment taxes, old age, disability and survivors, Medicare, whatever you want to call it it's not going to get hit. And for most people, it's 15.3%. It's not a small amount. So your S-Corp is helping eliminate a big chunk of that. Do you ever see people doing these transactions inside of a C-Corporation where the corporation pays its flat tax of 21% instead? When it comes to, when you get into that area, it's for the extra wealthy. I'm not in that bracket, but that's okay. You know, that's the goal someday, right? But a corporation could have that tax. And there's actually a bunch of public corporations who are involved in mining that you can buy shares of. And they're doing it through a C corporation. It depends on the size of your operation and maybe your individual taxes. Yeah. So the C corporation would at least keep it off of your tax bracket. So if you don't want the ordinary income, so like you said, probably for the rich, rich, somebody who's in the highest bracket, they're making a million bucks a year. And the last thing they want is more taxable income. So they may set it in a C-corp and let the mining go. The problem with that is then you have coin that's a capital asset stuck into a C-corp. So a lot of times you'll pay that out. You'll pay the coin out in the form of wages, or you'll pay the coin out in the form of a dividend. And whatever the case, you're paying a tax, you're going to get hit reasonably hard on either one of those, or you're just going to stockpile it. But if you're paying it out to yourself, then at least you're getting it into your taxable realm. If I want to be really messed up, and you want to not pay tax, there's a way to do this. You could actually have a Roth IRA or Roth 401k own a C-Corp that then you pay the corporate level and it pays it out to the coin as a dividend that same day or periodically. And uh, because it's owned by an exempt entity, you never pay tax. And then because it's held inside of a that 
uh, Roth IRA or that Roth 401k, you'll never pay tax on that money ever again on any of the growth. And so there are some folks that like doing those types of strategies. Are there any other types of taxable transactions that occur with crypto that we need to be aware of? And even better yet, do you have any other tax tricks that these folks can use that legitimately can lower their taxes? So if you do jump into the mining space, I'm using the depreciation on my miners. That's a huge tax right off against the income. Huge amount of depreciation. I mean, like hundreds of thousands of dollars in mining equipment that are depreciating over five years. And I'm taking it purposely over five years to spread it out a bit. You could bonus that, right? Like we could do a 179 or a 168K. We could we could accelerate that depreciation, right? Yeah, yeah. I just don't have enough income because of, you know, without getting in too much into the technicals, if you look at the hash rate on the Bitcoin blockchain, it's skyrocketed. So mm-hmm. for every miner is producing mm-hmm. a little bit less. So for me, it, there's no advantage to take it all now, except I'd just be carrying it forward. And my CPA is mm-hmm. taking care of that. So, but that's the big one. Other than that, there, there's not really a whole lot of escape. The IRS has really come down and, and basically treats it like gold, right? So it's a commodity as of right now. There's a ton of lawsuits out there. The SEC has probably 15 different lawsuits against all kinds of different companies claiming that the tokens are actually securities. The nice thing is Bitcoin is the only one that the SEC has come out and said is not a security, which is yeah. fantastic. Uh, Ethereum's kind of riding the line and we'll see how that shakes out here in the future. but. Um, as far as tax treatment goes, it just minimizing your income, finding other ways to maybe offset any of that gains. Could you do like the home office deduction? Can you do things like writing off like one of these things like your cell phone or whatnot? If, if, if you're using that as part of your mining business, can you, can you write those things? Yeah, out? yeah. The same way as um, Anderson talks about with any sort of if you, in the real estate side, any sort of legitimate business expense and you can do reimbursements through a corporation. That's why I like the S corporation because you can do the, the write-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the C corp, you get that one extra, the, the medical expenses. And maybe if you're looking at retiring soon and want to reimburse some medical expenses with some Bitcoin investment, maybe that's a great way as well. Really, it falls into the same area as any other kind of commodity that's making you money. Let's shift gears a little bit away from the entities and let's talk about other things. Like, Let's say that I own some coins, and then they airdrop me some other coins, right? I think that's how it works, or, or or it does a fork, and you end up with more coin, right? How is that taxed? So it, an airdrop is like a gift, right? So you're receiving it, it's like income. Uh, forks are a little bit different. So when we're jumping into forks, so and we can talk about Bitcoin specifically, because that's what I'm the most versed in. Uh, there's two different types. There's a soft fork and a hard fork. A soft fork is just a minor change to the code, and it doesn't, doesn't result in a... No way. So sure. I, yeah. You, you don't have any tax implication on a software, no. right? There's nothing. Yeah, because you're not changing the nature of the token. You're not getting more tokens, nothing like that. So that's where that's a soft fork. It's just a minor change in the code. The hard fork is where you might take the Bitcoin network and say, I want to start Preston Bitcoin instead of just Bitcoin Bitcoin, right? And, and I fork it off. So I basically copy all the code and make one little change. And now I have my own. And that, depending on the value of it, it's worth nothing when I start, uh, but it could grow in value significantly. And we've seen stuff like that in the network, such as like Bitcoin Cash, uh, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision. There's literally hundreds of Bitcoins out there now. So if they're not worth anything, it's not an issue. But if they give you something that's worth something, so like if you airdrop some tokens that actually have fair market value, that's where you just have to be worried. doesn't matter what they call it. If you have value transferred to you, 
there's a good chance there's a tax implication from it. And you want to talk to somebody and make sure you don't get a nasty surprise come tax time. Because let's talk about tax time. So how the heck are you going to track all this? You're sitting here doing your your mining. How many miners do you have? It's 20. Like, yeah, I have 20. 20? All right. So you have, you're, you're making a good chunk of change. How are you tracking all this? Do you have software that tracks it all? Does your bookkeeper do it? Like, how are you doing? So uh, for me, the company that I'm working with to host my miners does it all for me, which is fantastic. But before I was doing that, I did have graphics cards in my basement, mining Ethereum every day. And there are actually software companies out there that specialize in tracking your cost basis. And they'll, 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 you put in a spreadsheet, they crunch all the number, numbers and spit out what you owe. So. So there is a way to figure it out. So like, did you, so you had machines in your home, wasn't that? Loud? Uh, it was in my basement and it was actually kind of nice because it kept my, uh, my basement nice and toasty. It was about 85 degrees in the wintertime and I lived in Northern Utah. So my son loved it. He's like, cause he lived in the basement. He's like, it's so warm down here and t-shirt and shorts all day, every day. So. Yeah. You're dissipating that heat. Well, anyway, Hey, this is really helpful. I know there's a lot of folks out there. There's a lot of misinformation going around with Bitcoin and we're still waiting for the government to give us some definitive rulings, but this is what we know right now. I think you hit all the salient points really well. When you're mining, it's ordinary income. When you're doing it, you're making the money. It's, it's, it's going to be subject to even self-employment tax. Once, uh, and then when you go to spend that coin, you may be looking at another taxable event, even if you're trading that coin for something else of value, even other coins. It's uh, the IRS is going to say you sold it and took the money and bought something else. So I think you hit the big ones. And then uh, staking, obviously, a lot of people have some misconceptions about that. So I just want to say thank you for sharing that, because there's a lot of folks out there that are getting misled. And in the world of crypto, there's some there's some there's some rather dubious advice. And there's some really good advice. And I think you fall in the, the, the definitely in the category of the good advice. So thanks yeah, for thanks for having me, Toby. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode. 